Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, March 10th, and we start with local news. In less than two weeks, Columbia will transform into a town of mule-drawn wagons, festive events, and everything wrapped up in the city's biggest tradition, Mule Day 2023. The city will kick off this year's Mule Day by welcoming the traditional mule wagon train as it descends upon Murray County Park, once again the site for the festival's main events and attractions. And that's just the beginning of a week-long celebration of Columbia's historic past of being a worldwide leader in the mule trade, as well as being a valued region for cult agriculture and farming. Though Mule Day's traditions date back to the 1800s, its current iteration, overseen by the Bridle and Saddle Club and the Mule Day Committee, first began with its revival in 1974. This year's main Mule Day events will take place from March 27th through April 3rd, returning for the second time since canceling twice due to the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 and 2021. Organizers say last year's official return was one of the most attended in the festival's long-celebrated history, and expect this year to be even bigger and better. The years 20 and 21, we just absolutely did not know what to do with ourselves. Louise Mills, who oversees Mule Day's public relations, said, Last year, we didn't know how it was going to work out, but it turned out fabulous. Everyone was happy to be here after being housed up for two years without a Mule Day, she said. Perhaps the most attended Mule Day event each year is the annual Mule Day Parade, which will once again kick off on Saturday, April 1st, in downtown Columbia. This year's featured Grand Marshal will be American Picker creator, co-star, and all-around historian Mike Wolf. Mills, who is approaching her 40th year with the Bridle and Saddle Club and 20th year with the Mule Day office, is also being given the title of Honorary Grand Marshal, which she is excited about participating in. I will have my own float in the parade, Mills said. The full schedule of Mule Day 2023 events can be found online at www.muleday.com or contact the Mule Day office at 931-381-9557. One thing Columbia can often count on with a large Mule Day crowd is how the event serves as a massive economic generator for the city. In fact, the last two years of data recorded as part of the 2018 and 2019 Economic Impact Study pre-pandemic, showed nearly double the money generated over a year's time. This included approximately $1.595 million in overall economic impact in 2018 and $3.056 million in 2019. I'm sure last year was even greater, Mills said. So this year, it has got to be astronomical, she said. The 2019 numbers also reflected $905,000 in hotel stays, which means more money generated to the city's hotel motel tax to help fund tourism projects. More than $920,000 was also generated through local restaurants and food establishments. The 2019 study also states that 98% of -of out-of-town attendees were likely to return the following year. The data also estimated a giant boost in attendance with approximately 14,000 recorded in 2018 and 100,000 people in 2019. Mule Day features multiple days of events, competitions, and entertainment for all ages, as well as an opportunity to explore the city's popular business districts. This year will feature many of the old favorites, such as the Liars Contest, lots of mini mules, log pulling, and more. 
One new event Mule Day organizers are excited to see in 2023 also happens to be one of the newest events, the Mule Day Dog Show in the Old Arena. Contestants are asked to bring a bag of dog food to donate to the Murray County Animal Shelter, which will serve as the entry fee. It's just a fun dog show, Mule Day officer, or I'm sorry, office manager Rebecca Gilbert said. We did it last year, and it was fun. We're hoping it will be a lot bigger this year because we have so much fun watching all of the puppies, she said. See some of these cute pups in action following the dog show as part of the Border Collie herding demonstration at 2 p.m., this year will also feature the Mule Man Award, which Mills said is someone who has shown a deep dedication and love for Mule Day throughout the years. The honoree this year is Terry Thompson of Athens, Alabama, who purchased his first mule in 1990 and began riding in the annual wagon train in 1999. Thompson has since participated in multiple competitions and events over the years, this year, excuse me, this year taking part in timed events. Main events will officially kick off on Thursday, March 30th. For the little ones, the Little Miss Mule competition is another new event this year, starting at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Each evening will feature live entertainment ranging from bluegrass music at Central High School on Thursday to live music at the Ridley 4-H Center on Friday. Bluegrass, line dancing, and the Mule Town Stompers will be featured at the 4-H Center on Saturday, with gospel music closing out the week on Sunday afternoon on the main stage at Murray County Park. Perhaps the most exciting event for many attendees is reconnecting with old friends, meeting newcomers, and creating new memories that will last until it's time to pack up and start preparing for next year. I personally enjoy seeing the people that come back year after year. Many of them by now know, be my, know, be, know me by name, Mills said. It's fun for me to renew old acquaintances, to see those people that really come to Murray County to enjoy Mule Day, she said. The City of Columbia has begun work on a new downtown beautification project which will remove and or replace several of its trees downtown, giving it a fresh new look with new plantings. The project will appear on Columbia City Council's consent agenda this month, where it will officially be approved. This includes funding $33,258 to tree work arbor services. The tree removal was proposed initially in 2021 as a strategic plan objective and was budgeted at $60,000, Assistant City Administrator Thad Jablonski said. The project will also be conducted in multiple phases, starting with the downtown square. We included the public square, but we also included the four corridors coming into the downtown square, one block north, south, east, and west, Jablonski said. That's so that if the bids come in low enough, we might be able to do the second project or the whole project at once, he said. The process will involve taking a grinding machine to the remaining stumps once the tree is cut down. The machine will then grind into the soil to remove the stump while also making room to plant a new sapling. Jablonski added that Director of Development Services Paul Keltner, who is a licensed arborist, was a valued resource in selecting the right kinds of saplings, including a special kind of elm and oak trees, to take the existing one's place. Paul selected trees that would be the right size, as opposed to what, they're, what we have now, Jablonski said. And to give you an example of what this project will look like, outside our Welcome Center, you'll see a young sapling that was planted just a few months ago. We had an opportunity to kind of experiment and take a look at what this process similar tool that TreeWorks will be using, he said. City Manager Tony, Tony Massey said, following the item's approval, Kelly Murphy, Columbia Marketing and Tourism Director, will be submitting the project's plans to the Main Street Association and the Downtown Merchants Association later this month.
This is long overdue and something we really, really need, Murphy said. Columbia residents will soon find another option for coffee as well as energy-boosting drinks to help fuel the daily grind. Dutch Bros Coffee, one of several new stores in Tennessee, is now being constructed on James M. Campbell Boulevard, a drive through only store where popular burger joint Fat Moe's used to sit. A future Dutch Bros location in Spring Hill was also approved by Alderman last month. Offering craft coffee and colorful, customizable energy drinks, Northwest-based Dutch Bros Coffee, founded in Oregon by Brothers, has a running tally of 671 locations across 14 states. Designated Broistas serve up a menu of more than 10,000 drink combinations with names like Rain Bro, The Aftershock, and The Colorful Shark Attack with sugar-free options. Espresso bar offerings will also include popular choices like the German Chocolate Mocha. Dutch Bros has not uh, does not have a known opening day set at this time, according to Columbia Development Services Director Paul Keltner, though construction is nearing completion on the 975-square-foot building. The new drive through coffee shop would serve to spread out the early morning coffee dash and likely bring some relief to other James Campbell coffee locations such as Starbucks, Cabin Coffee, and the licensed Starbucks store inside the nearby Kroger. Those who prefer Fat Moe's can still find a juicy burger at the restaurant's new location at 502 South James Campbell Boulevard. Future Dutch Bros locations are coming soon to Murfreesboro and Smyrna. Changes continue for the commercial area on the boulevard as the former Silver Screen Videos building across from Kroger is in the process of demolition. Keltner said that a Take 5 oil chain shop will be constructed in that location. The Dutch Bros website has a link to job opportunities. For more information, visit www.dutchbros.com. Approximately one person dies from suicide almost every two hours in the United States. Those are young people. In fact, suicide ranks as the second leading cause of death for people between the ages of 10 and 24 years old. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the National Center for Health Statistics report that suicide rates in the United States are highest in the summer and spring, which is exactly why Cowboy Up, a 501c3 nonprofit organization in Murray County, is focused on bringing awareness to the new suicide hotline number 988. Regina Peary lost her brother Marcus to suicide and has dedicated the last 18 years of her life alongside her role as a school administrator to bringing awareness to Murray County and partnering with local organizations to brighten the lives of those in the county. Peary wrote a social media post explaining the origin of the organization's logo created by Brian Allred, which had little direction at first. Once the logo was created, Peary noticed a resemblance to her brother that she didn't couldn't mistake for just anyone else. I was absolutely amazed at how much the new logo did look like him, she wrote. It was almost like I could hear his contagious laughter. It was exactly how he used to stand and tilt his head. Every time I look at it, my heart smiles, she said. Originally started as a service project for Junior Auxiliary of Columbia in 2005, Cowboy Up continued as a service project with Junior Auxiliary until becoming its own nonprofit in August of 2020. The program was started by Peary and an auxiliary member, Peary said she had a passion and desire to raise awareness and help break the stigma of suicide in Murray County and keep other families from experiencing the grief of suicide. Their mission is simple. Bring hope to those in Murray County by letting them know they're not alone. 
Over the last 18 years, nearly 20,000 Murray County 7th graders have observed the program designed to simply relay the organization's message of hope. The goal of the school project is to help young people realize that suicide is not the answer for life's disappointments and hardships. The project encourages students to keep a cowboy up attitude during the bad times and get to know where to reach out for help when they need it, Peary said. In 2023, the group partnered with local realtor, realtor George Vrelis to advertise the new 988 campaign with a banner ad on the front of Main Street Murray and billboards around the county. Mr. Vrelist asked me if it would be okay to sponsor some billboards around town, Peary said. We told him that would be great and went on planning other ways to create awareness. awareness. I'm not sure we even slowed down enough to think about what he had said. Cowboy up billboards all over town. When he fir- we first started, it felt like we were breaking down brick walls sometimes to shine light on this topic. Now, billboards all over town? I continue to be blown away every time I see one, she said. This initiative is personal for Vrelis, who struggled with depression as a young man. He knows firsthand how imperative it is for those struggling to understand they're not alone. We have to make people aware that this isn't something you can just get over, he said. People sometimes think you can just keep going and move on, but that's not always the case. Those who are struggling need to know there is a light in the darkness, which is something I heard Regina say, and I love that, he said. When Vrelis heard Peary speak at a Rotary Club meeting and was immediately ready to get involved, the two are working side-by-side side to promote the new Suicide Lifeline numbers, which can be reached by dialing 988 or texting TALK to 741741. They're asking local businesses and churches who would like to help spread the word to put the Lifeline on their marquee or pick up a sign at The Way Realty on March 13th. The billboards, T-shirts, and advertisements are a reminder there is a need for awareness, and as much as Peary would rather there not be, she determined to make sure the Murray Countyans know they're not alone. I'd rather have Marcus here than a billboard, she said. I'd much rather there be absolutely no need for programs like Cowboy Up, but as long as there is, we will continue to go to work. And it is so extremely humbling when other folks come along beside us to help shine the light. When I look at the billboards, there's a part of me that thinks, that's my brother up there, lighting up the darkness. I just hope somehow he knew how proud I am of him and how much his heart impacted my life and how absolutely blessed I was to be his little sister, she said. Murray Alliance is kicking off their 2023 breakfast with the Mayor Series in Spring Hill with Mayor Jim Hageman. This series will feature a different mayor each quarter on their home turf with a question and answer session led by Murray Alliance President Will Evans. The event with Mayor Hageman will take place in the dining atrium at Worldwide Stages on Wednesday, March 22nd at 8 a.m. To submit a question or a topic in advance, you can email nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at mariaalliance.com. Tickets are $20 for members and include breakfast. Are you looking for an exciting and rewarding new career? Columbia Fire and Rescue's Fire Cadet Program is a great way to get started on building a fulfilling career in the fire service. Cadets aid in increasing the diversity of Columbia Fire and Rescue by bringing new ideas and problem-solving skills to the fire service. Columbia Fire and Rescue strives to develop a department that is reflective of the city of Columbia. This program is for men and women 18 years of age and up. To qualify, applicants must be at least 18 years of age at the time of testing, have a high school diploma or GED, and have a valid Tennessee driver's license. 
The purpose of the Fire Cadet Program is to help young people make the decision on whether they want to pursue a career in fire suppression. The Fire Cadet Program is a unique blend of training designed to prepare cadets for the academic, emotional, and physical rigors required to be successful in the fire service. A job as a fire cadet is a gateway to a full-time firefighting career with Columbia Fire and Rescue. Fire cadets are part-time employees that perform various support functions while completing training to become a firefighter. To find out more information about this great program, visit www.columbiatn.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Thomas Harry Anderson, husband of Columbia native Joe Beth Folger, passed away on March 2nd in Los Altos, California. A graveside service for Mr. Anderson will be held Saturday at 11 a.m. at Williamsport Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies throughout the day today with a high of 57 degrees. Winds will be out of the northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low of 32 degrees. For your weekend forecast, we will have more clouds Saturday, turning into rain overnight and into Sunday. Weekend highs will be in the high 50s. Overnight lows on Saturday will be in the high 40s. And on Sunday night, around 35 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. More than 95% of people incarcerated will come home like I did. I'm William Arnold, director of the new Tennessee Office of Reentry. When they come home, we want to be ready to help remove barriers to employment. It's okay if you've been incarcerated or justice involved. Help is available. Go to TNWorkReady.com or visit your local American Job Center. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. TNWorkReady.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Governor Bill Lee signed a bill on Thursday morning to slash the size of Nashville Metro Council just hours after Tennessee Senate Republicans passed it. The effort is expected to invite legal challenges. The bill would require city and metropolitan governments to cap their councils at 20 members. Though the legislation doesn't directly name Nashville, bill sponsors have acknowledged that in practice, Nashville would be the only local government in the state affected by the legislation at this time. There are no other city or metropolitan governments in Tennessee that have councils larger than 20 members. Once passed, bills require signatures from both chambers' leaders before going to Lee's desk. Lee signed the bill much quicker than usual. Metro Nashville Law Director Wally Dietz said the bills, as passed, contain several serious legal defects which will make them impossible to legally implement in a statement following Thursday's vote. Dietz reiterated concerns shared by Nashville Mayor John Cooper in a letter to state leaders on Monday. 
there's not enough time to transition to 20 or fewer council districts before Nashville's August 3rd election, and key portions of the bills violate the state constitution. Both issues would mire the city in significant legal risks, Cooper and Dietz stated, but attempts to point out legal defects to the legislature and state leaders have been largely ignored. Dietz said Metro is prepared to vigorously defend the constitutional rights of our city and its residents, he said. This attack on the constitutional rights of Metro and the people who live here is very dangerous, Dietz wrote. It serves the interests of no one, not the state of Tennessee, not the metropolitan government of Nashville, and not Davidson County, he wrote. The bill is widely viewed as the General Assembly's retaliation against the 40-member Metro Council after it blocked an effort for Nashville to bid on hosting the 2024 Republican National Convention, a move that sparked significant ire among legislative Republicans. Bill sponsor Senator Bo Watson, a Republican from Hickson, has argued the legislation is for government efficiency. House sponsor Representative William Lamberth of Portland previously called the decision to allow Nashville's council to grow to 40 members decades ago a mistake. Voters, Nashville voters rejected a 2015 referendum to shrink the council to 27 members. The bill's passage would mean a new council structure would need to be developed and adopted, and Nashville's districts would have to be redrawn. Nashville accepted new maps for its 35 existing districts last year to adjust for the results of the 2020 census. That process, which included rounds of public feedback, took several months. Nashville would have to complete a new redistricting process by May 1st to extend the term of its current council members for one year under the House bill. Senator Yarbrough, who is running for Nashville mayor, has previously argued it would be unconstitutional to unilaterally extend terms, an assertion Republicans have brushed aside. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Franklin's Pilgrimage Festival revealed its lineup for the ninth year's event. Headlining on Saturday will be the Lumineers, along with Black Crows, 
the head and the heart, better than Ezra, and more. On Sunday, Zach Bryan, who sold out First Bank Amphitheater last year, will be the headliner, along with Ashley McBride, Margot Price, Nathaniel Rateliff, and the Night Sweats, along with Luke Grimes from Yellowstone. Pilgrimage Music and Cultural Festival is returning to the park at Harlandsdale Farm in Franklin on September 23rd and 24th. Tickets for the 2023 festival go on sale on March 9th uh, yesterday and include two-day general admission, two-day VIP, single-day general admission, single-day VIP, and parking passes. Tickets will be available at 10 a.m. Central Time uh, at pilgrimagefestival.com. Tickets will be tiered with limited quantities available at each price level, and fans can lock in early and save. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend. <laughs>